G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the three-litre Isuzu. And welcome to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to leave. You can have your say. You set the agenda. Plenty to talk about after the first three games of the National Rugby League. The call line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Text 0457 736 736. Tweet at 1170 SEN. Hello to those listening through 1170 SEN in Sydney. 16.20am on the Gold Coast through SEN and on your digital radio, of course, in Brisbane on SENQ. Maybe you're listening via the app, maybe belatedly via the podcast. Have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy Off the back fence, he comes in again last week at the Sydney Cricket Ground. This week, who had a stirring call on NRL Nation on Thursday night. The Bunnies, who almost came back, and Spud was all fired up. Uh, but Spud Carroll, good afternoon to you. No. Uh, Great to be back. I tell you, I feel like I'm uh, John Laws because yeah. I got the cans on. Yeah. I went to see, see that little mic. You know, when you call the game, you got a little mic, but I got the big fella in front of me. Haven't yeah, you? yeah. The, and oh, the big fella him. opposite you is not just a mic. He is a big time comedian filling in for Carl Barron <laughs> or setting up Carl Barron only weeks ago. It is the great Steve Philp. Philpy, g'day. Good, mate. And you said filling in. Now that. Um Imagine that you go to, you go to see Carl Barry. Oh. You spend a hundred bucks. <laughs> spend a hundred bucks on a ticket. Yeah, and I walk out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you worried about getting hit today? What, what's going on here? Well, yeah, mate, I'm so pumped about. I've I've known you, yeah. Sugar, for a while now, uh, and I, lo- I love your work. But, mate, looking across here at Spud, Carol, I love your work, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, I'm a bit starstruck, mate. To be honest, like, oh, yeah. And oh, really? You know the thing is because I, well, you, everyone remembers Spud. As you just said before, <laughs> coming off the back fence, mm. headgear, yeah. right? And so when I got here and I met him, it, it didn't really feel like Spud because, <laughs> you know, there's, it's Beaver Menzies, yeah. like headgear. Jared Croker, you'd walk past that bloke in the street. Yep. If he didn't if he didn't have his headgear on, you'd be like, oh, that's Jared Croker. <laughs> yeah. So Spud, like, yeah. I don't know if you're the real Spud. Um, and what I've brought here, mate, is... I figured I've got some headgear. I understand that people are driving and or whatever, and they're not, probably not listening. Um, probably not. You know, it's not. It's radio. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. but Spud, if you could just, I, I don't think I could do this show without you <laughs> having headgear on. So, mate, do you mind every time you talk to me, just take this headgear. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Whack it done. on. Double XL is it? <laughs> yeah. It's a decent. Size mate, you're not melon, the only mate. person who says something about that. They meet me and they go, mate, you're not a bad bloke. I thought you were a dog. So, <laughs> no, on the field, you know, a lot of people didn't like me. Yeah. Um, but you, know, you can't be like on the field, off the field. I'd imagine me off the field. It was like on the field. I'm just going through the background here. Gee, this is very, very. Gee, she's tight, Joel. She's tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, looks I'm good put, on you, Spud. I'm looks good on, on you. I'm going on. I'm it looks on. very good on you here. I'm just having a look at the resumes here. He's got it on. Have a look at him. I've been asked to do. Yeah, been asked to do something. So. You'll, you'll need a photo yeah, of that, Philby. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But just going through the very uh, different <laughs> resumes here. So Spud Carroll, hundred and eighty five NRL appearances, seven State of Origins, eleven Test matches for Australia. The colossal fights with Paul Harrigan, Steve Philp, starred in a kids' <laughs> stage show including Barney the Dinosaur, Blinky Bill. <laughs> And formerly, <laughs> formerly the understudy, not, he wasn't the person, he was the understudy to Captain Feathersword. Yeah, so, mate, oh. that's quite the resume, isn't yeah. it? it uh, <laughs> what, maybe I should put, whack Feathersword on like Spud's got the headgear yeah. on. Maybe that's my I just love Blinky Bill. Yeah. Blinky there was something, Bill. something charming about Blinky Bill, wasn't there? 
Uh, mm. Boys, let's let's just dive into the games we've seen so far. Spud, you called the Storm versus Rabbitohs. Now, I was watching the game and I had the SEN app on. I was listening to yourself, Noddy and Jimmy. By the way, very, very good call. I thought the mm. dynamic was very good there. It was a terrific call. And I went to bed at 14-0, but I kept the app nearby and they made it to Golden Points. Do you but... believe it? Do you believe it? I just The game changer for me, Joel, was when um, Jesse, I think one of, the, one of the brothers did a chip kick. Yeah. And they were saying, oh, what a great kick. At, and, and Latrell Mitchell was that slack. And he was that, he's made, some days he's on fire, but he can be really slack yeah. as a player. And he went across, he knocked the ball on, but he, they're saying he took out Munster. There's no one in the world he took out Munster. That was a game changer. That yeah. would have been 20 zip. Was that, the, was that the Iremiah try, try? Was that when he scored and they took it off him? That's the one. Yeah. Next set of six, they went up the other end. Next thing, Melbourne Storm, boom. One, ten, ten in the bin. Yeah. They didn't score in that last ten minutes, but then they got done for a game before, five minutes before full time. My God, they did really well to get out of that game. Yeah. So what was your takeaways? Uh, you know, do you, are you, South finished off okay? Are they still in the picture? Or are you putting a red pen through them? Melbourne Storm... Uh, no Christian Welsh. They fell away at the end, which is unlike Melbourne Storm. There were excuses. What was your sort of takeaways? We'll go first to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I've always been um, amazed at the production line they have down there, Joel. Mm. You know, they've got clones of every, every player. Yeah. You know, they lose Smith. They put in Harry Grant. What a game he had. Yeah. Mate, he had 150 running metres from dummy half. His dummy half works fantastic. Um, why they had him as a goal kicker at the start, I've got no idea. Um, Pappenhausen's a normal kicker, so... They, they, they could have been, like I said, they could have been 20-odd nil at half time. I think the the thing with the South that I'm worried about is their signature move was their backline play. Yeah. Precision, bang, bang, bang. But, mate, they were tippy. I've never seen so many drop balls in my ga- in, a, in in my life watching South Sydney. They're, they're, um, they're just weren't they're just in. It was like it was their first training session. They were that clunky. Can I just say this, Bud, and this won't be a, a popular opinion maybe for some, but I, I just felt... I don't think Latrell was anywhere near his peak fitness. No way. And 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 people get cranky about this, but I don't think he was anywhere near his peak fitness. I and he's a great player, and and he's still not even being anywhere near his fitness. He can still come up with big plays because he's so powerful yeah. and the skill he has. He's just immense as an athlete, right? Mm. But to my point is this: that you know he cost them last year, missing out on all yeah. those finals, yeah. misses out on a grand final. Are you not sort of indebted to to the club to be coming back at your absolute peak? I've got to agree with you. He's had mo- he's had multiple multiple weeks to get fit. He should be flying. Like he yeah. should come back, and we should be talking to him as the, the like the next Trevojevic. But he's just he's just so slack. I just think I can't believe how slack he is in in not doing that. Like he's come back, he's overweight. That's yeah. all. Be straight up. You know, it's nothing worse when he's probably carrying an extra couple of kilos, and it's going to take him a while to get that off. Because yeah, running game, running meters. Um, also, I was really disappointed with their um, their kicking game. Yeah, yeah, if they had, they say, you know, no Adam Reynolds, he would have kicked all those goals. Yeah, but their kicking game was, it just wasn't there. One kick out in the full. I didn't see one repeat set of six. Whereas, yeah, you know, South usually have three with Adam Reynolds there. Always well, Roosters I, next week. I live down in uh, Rabbitohs territory. Yeah, and you know what they're like. They're they're nuts. They love their footy. Yeah, and I heard this this week. You know, they go Bellamy's five hundredth. Yeah. They said that was a rot. Like it was all rigged. Like, <laughs> and you know, my son uh, started out as a rabbits fan, not because he likes the rabbits. It's just because he's only got three teeth. Um, <laughs> you shout out to any rabbits. Oh, yeah, We've just lost half the audience. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but um, I, what I took away from that game was that um, good hair. Like there was a lot of good hair. Yeah. Harry Grant, you mentioned. Yeah. Like I couldn't yeah. stop looking at his hair. You look like Desi Hasler, I reckon. What kind of condition do you reckon he is? Oh, he? Are we in a um, are we in a sort of rare? 
air period for hair. Mate, um, it's never been better hair, has it? Rare air hair. Rare oh. air hair. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got one thing in common, Sleuth. Yes. We've got, um, you know, I love hair too. I, yes. I, I pick on people with hair. Really? Good hair. You've got to give them compliments when they've got good hair. Good hair. I quite often like to touch people's hair, like even if I don't yeah. know them. Yeah. If I see a good head of hair, I can't stop. I'm like, oh, just touch a stranger's hair. <laughs> Can I just ask a question? This headgear I'm wearing now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, where has this thing been? Like, I'm, I've got lots of aftershave on and I'm smelling it something stinks. on top of my head. I thought you meant like once you put it on, all the passion came back. Oh, like, yeah. The spud passion. Like I thought, here he goes. He's going to fire right up here and we'll, well end up in a fight no, by the end of the well, show. Mate, we've still got an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be okay. Uh, is Chris Lee's joining us? Good mate of yours? Yes, mate. Um, Confirmed? I don't have many celebrity mates. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so he's my go-to normally. Yeah, wow. And he's an incredible horse trainer. Chris and I used to play footy together back in the day for the mighty South Newcastle Lions. Did you? Yeah, out of Merriweather. So uh, so what numbers would Lee's and Phil have on their backs? Well, oh, look, Fred, um, as, he, as he goes by, he... He carried the water a lot, mate. But, um, did he? Did he? He's a good player. You know, I, I don't like to brag about my footy career much. No, and, but you're going to. Yes, 100%. Because <laughs> I'm obviously standing here with two guys who played first grade. So in Newcastle, there was an award called the um, Junior Player of the Year. So it was all grades, all teams, yes. from 12s to 21s. Yes. And the refs gave three, two, and one points for an entire season. And if you look at the trophy to see who's won it, it goes like Badiris, A. Johns, M. Johns, S. Philp. Wow. Not even a lie, right? But here's the kicker. So out yeah. of that, when you win that award, you get a trial with the Knights, right? So the Knights are like, normally they'll be like, yep, yeah. mate, you get a trial. The Knights go, we're good, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> total brush, total brush. <laughs> yeah. uh, see you, Phil. Well, there you go, <laughs> mate. Uh, breaking new record was 1300-01-1170. Text line 0457-736-736. Uh, so that was the Melbourne Storm taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Last night, I have to tell you this, uh, when we left the ground, Jaden Sewer mm. uh, was in a moon boot. That's so that's a big concern. Next week you've got some big clashes. You've got the Roosters taking on the Bunnies. You've got the Sharkies taking on St George Lawara. He was so good from Jaden Sewer. So he's going to be missing next week, which I think is quite significant. We'll get into that game after the break though with the Dragons and uh, the uh, the Panthers last night. But geez, I thought it was gettable. Regards Sewer, did why did he go to the bin? What was it? Why did he go to the bin? Well, Ten minutes in yeah, the well, when they we, scored two tries after he went off. Yeah, Scotty Sutler and I in the call, we we didn't believe that he should have been to the mm. bin. And that was a turning point. It the really was. Team. They lose by two. They kicked that penalty goal as yeah. soon as we went off. But have you say, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. G'day boys. Re Harry Grant kicking for goal. They mentioned the week before that they weren't using Pappenhausen as they were trying to rest his foot as long as they could. So if they could get away with another kicker like Nick Meaney in round one. That was the play. Uh, cheers, fellas. Murph. Yeah, I, I thought it had to be something like that. And it looked as though the kicking was so bad from Harry Grant where uh, Bellamy said, no, nah, mate, we, we need your kicking. And, and you know what? I'm actually a little bit surprised, boys, that this is the start of the season. A, a lot of money goes into this competition. The Roosters with Sam Walker, he's not a kicker. Mm. He, he, he's not a kicker. Uh, Luke Brooks for the West Tigers, he's not a kicker. Uh, Nick Meaney last week, Harry Grant, you have to start your season – with guys who just turn that four into six all the time. Luttrell? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, Luttrell obviously can kick a field goal pretty well, but he, he looked a bit shaky kicking yeah. for goal, didn't he? I mean, that kick there to to, to make it the score's level, Yeah, they're the ones, a kicker just bangs over, right? Like yeah. Absolutely. If you watch the vision of that last kick, and you were a goal kicker, for some reason that come out like a torpedo. Yeah. It was just, it just kept going. I, mean, I thought it was going to go left post, bring in Thurston style, but it just kept going left, left, left. But it was like a tor- – I don't know what happened that – the ball had no air in it. I'm not too yeah. sure. 
It's a big decision for Demetrio now because you sort of you're zero two. Yeah, the Roosters have just completely clicked in the gear last night. You know the pressure on Ilias. I think you got to keep young Ilias, but you know I'd actually because Latrell hasn't presented himself in his career best shape. I'd actually think about boys. The the role of fullback is so brutal. You know mm. they're running around and I'd consider playing him partially in the game in the centres. Correct. Yeah, I think Paul Kent said that and he got his. He got, they got hammered. Turbo. He got, yeah, no, he, no, but also about Latrell oh, put him in, yeah. the, in the centres. Um, yeah, get more game time out of him. Um, and get, they've obviously lost Gagai, and that to me was something, that, a glaring thing that I noticed in the game was every time Cody Walker went left or whatever, you didn't have that punch in the centres there. No. And like I think Paulo might have dropped it once there, close to the line when he, sh- it wasn't, it wasn't a world's greatest pass, but like that's where Latrell gets the ball. Scores. He nails it. Yeah. He nails it. And and it's about being efficient. So you don't need Latrell making all the tackles, covering all this ground. Anywhere near the line, if you get in the ball, he's yeah. just a handful. Oh. Even if he's not super fit, he's an absolute handful. What do you make of your your night start? Well, I tell you what was unreal about. Obviously, we won. It was yeah. unreal. I've pulled the jersey back out. Have you? you? Know, I don't. You don't do that. Nah. Anyone who supports a bit of a crap team will know this that. You know, you got to take your victories when you get them. We haven't beat, we hadn't beaten the Roosters twelve years at the SCG, and not only did we beat them, we should have been forty. Like we absolutely pumped them. You said there was a few fluky tries. Oh, yeah. I disagree. But um, <laughs> you know, the best thing about this weekend is we don't play till tomorrow at four o'clock, right? Yeah. So we're still undefeated. So we're flying. Other teams have like won yeah, and lost. Right. Rabbitohs. My missus again. She's a Rabbitohs fan. I'm in there all morning. Zero and two. I'm walking around the house. My chest is out. Chris Lees will say the same week. Yeah. He's a massive Knights fan, and because. You got. You literally have to. Like if you're a Bulldogs fan or one of those teams who, you know, been in the bottom eight, or if you're a Tigers fan, you're almost ninth. Is that that's the joke? Yes, isn't that's it? the joke. Continuously ninth. You'll know. You win a game. You get the jersey out. Yeah. It's funny when you see that. I, I, so I was in Newcastle for the game. Obviously, it was down here, but I was supporting Carl Barron. Sorry to mention that again. <laughs> and as um, as I came back to Sydney, I'm driving through uh, Maroubra, just the back of this Hauso sort of area, the back of um, Maroubra there. And who do I see straight away? This bloke, he's, and you can see, chest out, ready to go, bit of a bogan. Yeah. And he's got the Knights jersey on, oh. the Henny Penny one. You know, yeah. cool. And he is just guys walking like a pigeon. And I just wound the window down. I go, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> he waves like your best mates. You've never, yeah. You don't know each other. But it's that, you know that nod? And so you see someone who's got the same car as you. Yeah. And you're like, hey, mate. Hey, chair, we're on the it? same page yeah. here. But that's what sport does, right? So yeah. you can, it's a way just to break bread completely with a stranger. And I get my kids to do this. So whenever you're walking into a ground, right, a football ground, so you could never walk down George Street in the city and just get someone to throw you the phone to you or, or wallet to you, right? Yeah. But if you're anywhere near a football park and there's fans there and there's a complete stranger who's just got a, holding a football, you don't have to say anything. All you've got to do is go... Clap, yes. clap, yes. and they will pass <laughs> their right. possession, which is a football, to you, at, won't they? You, yeah. you don't have to say a word. You just got to no. go, and they'll hit you. They'll just turn, even if they're not looking at you. Yeah. You'll hear that clap. You'll be like, oh, bang, 30-meter <laughs> yeah. cutout. You have Take to. Take some grandma's head <laughs> off over <laughs> the corner. Spiral. <laughs> yeah. you, you see that so often, though. 0457 736 736. Uh, this is crunch time. We've got Spud in the house. We've got Stevie Philp in the house. Plenty more still to come. We're going to catch up later with Chrissy Lees. It is Golden Slipper Day. Uh, Golden Slipper Day, one of my favorite days, boys. What about, I don't know if you remember this, in 2000, Belle de Jour. Do you remember that victory? Mm, another name. Belle de Jour completely buckles the st- start. Mm. So v- therefore, it's so helter-skelter, the golden slipper. It's 1,200-metre dash, and it's 100 miles an hour. Belle de Jour buckles the start. Somehow weaves its way through the pack. 
pounces on the line. Next thing you know, John Singleton is shouting the public bar out at Rose Hill. Yes. Remember that? Now, do now you've now you've said everyone got free beer. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't remember the horse at all. But no, that, yeah. oh, that was so. That was uh, twenty two years ago. Gee, time flies. Well, Joel, with regards to that race through uh, today, I don't have a lot of well, a lot of people probably don't understand that my cousin is Gary Portelli. <laughs> can, can we go through yeah, how this let, all came out? We need to backtrack on this story yeah. slightly, Joel, because when we got here, um, we were just having a bit of a chat and and whatnot, and I mentioned I name dropped. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, Chris Lee's, <laughs> Chris Lee's, and um, Alex, the producer, and I said having a bit of a chat with Spud, and he says just randomly, he goes, oh, oh my cousin. Yeah. He's got a couple running today, and we yeah. were just like, okay, sure, horse owner, yeah. you know, bloke yeah. that owns a couple of horses. <laughs> got any tips? And he goes, he's actually got two in the slipper. So it, it goes, pick up, yeah. goes up a notch, right? <laughs> Hang on, what's going on here? And then casually he just goes, yeah, he's Gary Portelli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good is that? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Gary Portelli does have yes. a couple in a slipper, including a particular horse called Sajardin. Mm. Well, going around the traps on WhatsApp this week, uh, the great Johnny Tap, the legendary Savage. Johnny Tap, he had a phantom call uh, at a luncheon, and this is who Johnny Tap thinks can win the Golden Slipper. Extreme, he's now cutting loose, followed by Dormier. Fireburn is getting into the clear and running on strongly, and then Russian Conquest, and right down the outside is Sajardin as they come to the 200 metres mark, and She's Extreme reached the lead. She's Extreme put the head in front from Fireburn. Best of Bordeaux is battling on, and here comes Sajardin. Sajardin, 100 miles an hour, right down the outside is swapping the leaders, and Sajardin got up to win the Golden Slip. Gee, that's good, isn't it? The dulcet tones of Johnny Tap. So good. Yeah. One of the questions when we were out there before you know, getting psyched for the show, um, Steve asked, does he give you any tips? And I went, no, never does. <laughs> my, mum, my mum has a dollar each way yeah. on every race he does, so she's in front. Um, yeah, but he's just, I'm, I'm proud of him. Like it's, uh, I'd see him when he gets interviewed. He's a laid-back sort of bloke. Yeah. He's uh, always loved horses. Let us know too, just on the back of Builders, your 22 years, let us know some of the great off the canvas victories in any sport. So Belle de Jour was in an impossible situation, but off the canvas came home to win. And we've, many of those have happened in sport. Hit us on the text line 0457 736 736. Boys, still on Portelli. I was out at the river, uh, out at uh, Cliftonville is a little place out on the river. And I'm not a boaty at all, but a mate of mine had dragged me out there. And it was a shit fight of a camp, to be honest with you. We go to bed and... And we didn't want to be there, and he's yeah. he's put a thumbtack in the in the blow up bed. So oh. by about midnight, we're laying on oh. complete ground. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> we, we meet this bloke right, who's a, just an absolute champion. Pez is his surname, and oh, Pez Pez. Pez loves his greyhounds, right? <laughs> and so anyway, what happens in Cliftonville to get phone reception and bread and ice and all that sort of stuff? You got to go about five kilometres up the hill. So I said, I'm going up the hill. Does anyone need anything? And this Pez says, oh, mate, I'll jump in with you. I've got to grab a few things as well, which is from the service station up the top of the hill. So he jumps in. We're having a chat. And I used to play football against Pez. He played at the Tigers in SG Ball. And I said, hey, Bean Pez, what are you up to? And oh, you love your greyhounds, don't you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I've just bought a horse. I said, oh, right. I said, well done. And then he said, I said, how much did you pay? And he goes, a thousand bucks. I said, what? How much? He said, 5% for a thousand bucks. And I went, oh, right. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this thing's, has this thing even got legs, yeah. you know? Like a thousand bucks for 5%, you know? And it's not a greyhound, it's a horse, right? So anyway, 12 months later, a mate of mine, Price, he says, what about young Pez? He's got a horse in the uh, golden slipper. No. I said, what? He goes, yeah, he's got 5% of a horse in the golden slipper, the one he paid a thousand bucks for. 
She will reign. Portelli oh, wins wow. the Golden Slipper. Oh, yeah. wow. Go, Pez. They won the Golden oh, Slipper. $1,000 investment, have you say. Let us know some of the great off-the-canvas victories to celebrate 20 years, uh, 22 years for that matter, of Belle de Jour coming from nowhere to win the Golden Slipper. What sport? Let us know some of the great off-the-canvas victories. Hit us on the text line 0457 736 736 or call us 1300 01 1170. Yeah, welcome back. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Call line 1300 01 1170. The text line 0457 736 736. You can tweet at 1170 SEN. Now we're asking the question, 22 years ago, Belders, you're absolutely gone off the canvas. Comes home, famous victory. Next thing you know, Johnny Singleton is shouting the public bar out there at Rose Hill. A famous, famous day. So what teams, what player has come off the canvas to win an event, a sporting event. Uh, afternoon, you three demigods of afternoons. <laughs> off the canvas, Irish Mickey Ward against Shay Neary was getting smashed or fight, won by KO in the eighth, the reptile. Do you remember that, Spud? <laughs> he was nodding yeah. and followed it up with a nut. It's because he's got the headgear on. Uh, he's just he's ready. He's just ready to go. John Wright's off the canvas first, and after missing that kick, kicks a field goal, of mm. course. The Cowboys get their first ever premiership. You, you remember in that game, he got the medal, right? And yeah. He definitely wasn't the best player in the field. Like he, If the Broncos win, Anthony Milford wins the Clive Churchill. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. wins the Clive Churchill. Uh, that was John versus the Broncos, of course. Keep them coming through. Uh, there's a few classic Liverpool victories when they've come back from the death. Champions League against AC Milan, 3-0 at half time, And the FA Cup final against West Ham, 2-0. And then up steps Stevie Gerrard with one of the greatest goals of all time. Space Ghost writes that. Thank you very much, SG. We appreciate that. I reckon uh, for our listeners out there who are boxing followers, I reckon one of the best was um, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who did he, he fight? Off the canvas, off the Jeff canvas. Hardy. We'll get to that. The listeners will let us know. Who did Jeff Hardy get off the canvas, literally, to beat? Uh, who did he beat? Let us know on the text line 0457 736 736. Uh, uh, Andrew. Andrew writes this from Newcastle. He said, boys, there's one in 1997, I recall vividly. Ooh, I didn't want to mention that. Um, and and Darren, Darren chimes in as well and say, yeah, I remember that as well, Andrew. Uh, that was in 1997. So they understand I've got a bloke who follows Newcastle across the bend over the table and I'm wearing a headgear. I'm wearing a headgear. Now I'm starting to fire up, Sue. To those two blokes, you have no idea how much I wanted to say exactly what you I'm up now. That's it. I've changed. I've changed. Oh, no, look out. Here we go. I'm standing up with a big uh, I'll tell you what, boys, <laughs> South Sydney almost off the canvas. Uh, let us know those sporting teams or, or players who got off the canvas of famous victories. South Sydney almost off the canvas on Thursday afternoon, or Thursday night rather, and then yesterday, uh, by G the Dragons, they were almost off the canvas. They fail uh, just by four. Panthers 20, the Premiers, defeat the Dragons 16. Uh, they had their chance, but I thought they were there for the taking, the Penrith Panthers, to no avail the Dragons. Penrith Panthers just uh, plodding along. They're, they're two from two. Uh, no uh, Cleary. They said, now, will, will they win a game without him? They're certainly showing what they yeah. can do. Kick out what well, he scored two tries on his 100th game. Um, love his hair. Oh, Talk about hair. Good hair, isn't it? Good hair. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those um, sheepskin seat covers. Like, you oh, know, you get it. The seatbelt protector, like the bit that goes across the seatbelt. So when you get in the car, it doesn't burn love, you. I always love those uh, seat covers. Remember the seat covers? Yeah. They all fall on. Oh, yeah. mate, get in there. Yeah. Yummy. Well, his hair with that strip looks like <laughs> yeah. that bit that just protects yeah. you from the seatbelt. Yeah, or, yeah. or the, um, uh, the, the lamb's wool over the steering yeah. wool. Oh, mate, yeah. But, the thing about the hair, right? 
the guys who are wearing this hair these days, the, the rugby league players, yeah. um, some can play the game. Yeah. Like he can play. Pappenhausen, yeah. he deserves to have hair like that. He can play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's other guys who try and do their hair every week, mate. Learn how to play footy first, will you? <laughs> right, we you might go. we might build a best hair team, by the way. Fullback Pappenhaus, we've got him locked oh, yeah. in. Yeah, Dom Young from the Knights, uh, the Rastafarian. Yeah, uh, he's on the wing. Uh, yeah, Dom Young. Is he the only Rastafarian player in the NRL? <laughs> <Is> <laughs> possibly. The, possibly. The other wing it could be the uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs dude, who's about six foot ten. He's got massive dreadlocks. Oh, uh, Okumba. Oh, uh, Jay Nockenberg. Okumba. He's the five. He's, on, yeah. he's the winger. Yeah. He's a cool dude, that Dom Young. Isn't life good for him from, uh, I think, Bossy was saying, from Huddersfield? Yeah, it just cruises along. Yeah. That, that, when he scored that try, that was the first time I've seen him smile on a footy field, though. I was yeah. like, come on, mate, you're having a good game. Like, <laughs> show, like not even a smirk. You know, a bit like Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins has got that continual frown. Yeah. It just goes down. Like, he could have the world's greatest day, yeah. and he's still looking like he's miserable. <laughs> the, the, the resting bee face, they call that, don't they? <laughs> um, so, George Illawarra boys, they were their worst enemies, their own worst enemies. You can't take on the Premiers, complete 10 of 19. But you know what they were doing, Spud? Mm. And, and Sats and I picked up on this. Their wingers and their centres would be infield. Like, they'd be 20 metres infield. So if you're Penrith, you're also infield. And it's like you're trying to attack on a mod football field with 13 people marking mm. you. They, they, geez, they made it hard for themselves, the Dragons. I can't say I agree with you because I didn't watch the game. No. <laughs> I was on a boat, actually. Sean Garlic, I actually tried to get them back here. Gallows Pies. That's what I missed, Joel. I came here wait to smash four Gallows Pies. We're on a, um, a boat, a uh, big boat. Too. Yeah. It was bloody big. It was one of those, um, the Ghost, I think it was called. The yeah, Ghost. Right. Wow. But, uh, I had a great night, but... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm still going to agree whatever you say to Lee, Joel, regards. <laughs> no, that's that fine. Joel, you said um, something about Jaden Sewer in a moon boot. Yes, um, yes. This moon boot is fascinating, isn't it? So, like, Neil Armstrong, I don't recall any footage of him in a moon boot. No, no. He probably <laughs> no. was probably the one person who could, <laughs> who could actually rock a moon boot. Yeah. It's like you were talking about a boat before. Like Quite often you see blokes in boat shoes these days. Yeah. But no boat. Never never stepped on a boat. No boat. I'm no. a boat shoot wearer at times. Are you? And I hate the water. And you don't have a boat? No, I've never got a boat. Oh, mate. I, I nearly had a boat, actually. A mate, <laughs> mate of mine, um, he was trying to get me to buy half a boat. Mm. Right, Half at, a boat? Well, go halves. Oh, yeah. That's a crap boat. Yeah. Like, that's not a boat. <laughs> just half. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, which bit? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was on the source one night yeah. and I text. You know, some things are just a wonderful idea at the time. Yeah. And I said, mate, I'm in for the boat. I'm in for the boat. But in the end, we got our bid, thank God. I've never Did been you? death riding a boat purchase yeah. well, more than that. Yeah. I bought two greyhounds like that. Did Woke you? up in the morning, checked the phone. Uh-oh. Purchased two greyhounds. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was at a function, it was a South Sydney function, talking about Sean Garlic, and um, we had to, we were like spotters in the crowd, and it yeah. was for a car. It was a Hyundai, I don't even know what it was there. It was this little car, and I'm like getting this guy to push, put the things up, you know, and I was got like 15,000. Garlic, here you go again, the 15,500. <laughs> going once, going twice, sold, Mark Carroll. <laughs> I bought this bloody car, I didn't even know what it was. Oh, no. And I rang up my leg, I said, I just bought your car. She goes, what is it? I said, I've got no idea. <laughs> just a good idea, isn't it? No, no, it was a, Pl- a no Plenty idea. of good ideas on the source. So yeah. let's talk about this, bud. Uh, mm. The big news, uh, when well, we mentioned Jaden Sewer in a moon boot. Yeah. You should just send out every player after a game with a moon boot. Everyone just be reporting. The whole yeah. team's not going to be playing next week. Imagine the f- round when, did you have, did you, my, I've been retired 22 years, so we never had a moon boot. No. The biggest thing we did after a game was put your foot in a bucket of ice. Yeah. That was the I left in ice. Yeah. Just what? have a couple of beers down there, but foot in the bag in the ice. Um, did you ever use the moon boot? Uh, no, I don't think it was around when we were playing no. either. But do you ever, ever occasionally have 
the ice bath at home. You buy five or six bags of ice, throw it in the bath, and apparently it's amazing Fantastic. for your body. The, the old Jats crackers don't like them. But... <laughs> they disappear, mate. They're right. yeah. Oh, bomb, they're gone, disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great episode, isn't it? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Yeah, that. Uh, Chris Lee's coming up after the break, by the way. But in the end, 20 points to six at halftime. Uh, they came home to 20 points to 16. Uh, Jaden Sewer, as we mentioned, left the field with a moon boot. Uh, worries for their own. James Fisher-Harris got the shoulder injury. And also Brian Toto, he's got a knee concern as well. We'll talk about the other game a little bit later, which is the Roosters and the Seagulls. But after the break, we have got Chris Lee's to preview a massive day of racing. Yes, it is a massive racing day. You've got the Golden Slipper. You have got the All-Star Mile. Now, gentlemen, 12 months ago, a horse called Mugatu uh, participates in the uh, the All-Star Mile, voted on by the fans. And the $5 million purse, 2.25, goes to the winner. Trained by a humble man from Newcastle called Chris Lees. Here's how it planned out. Russian Camelot, then Behemoth, Russian Camelot and Mugatu, stride for stride. Yeah, mugger two for New South Wales, mugger two for Chris Lees, and he's joining us today. G'day, Chris. G'day, Joel. Mate, take us back to that particular day. I mean, to win a $5 million race, which is more than the Melbourne Cup or, or close enough to the Melbourne Cup, uh, what was the feeling back in the day? And were you super confident going into the race? Uh, look, we, we got in by um, the committee put him in. They had, they had a couple of spaces left to, to fill the field, so we were lucky enough just to get into the race that was a, a bonus and um i was very pleased with his preparation we just gave him one conditioning run a month out so he got down there in really good order but at the time the track was pretty firm and um there was talk of rain it just hadn't eventuated all day but luckily about an hour before the race the heavens opened up and it took the track into that um softer heavy range which is his preferred surface and our confidence certainly grew and he was aided by a wonderful ride from Hugh Bowman Actually, it was really good fear to him and Bowman and Oliver going toe-to-toe from about the 400-metre mark, and um, we were lucky enough to get the result. Oh, massive win. Chris, for those listeners who aren't into their racing as much as what perhaps us four are, what would you say your, your most famous three victories have been to this point? Uh, that's certainly up there with, um, I'd say, Lucia Valentini winning the Queen Elizabeth Stakes uh, four or five years ago, and after that, I'm... I'm not sure. I could probably throw a few in and I wouldn't be able to pick the third one. Chris, uh, Steve Philp here, mate. I uh, hope you're well. Uh, long-time fan of yours. Uh, mate, <laughs> how, good, how good was I at footy? Uh, if you could just tell the boys. I was um, standing here with two guys who played first grade. but yeah, Sadly, yeah. similar similar, um, similar to myself. <laughs> we, played a lot of, we played a lot earlier in the day than most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, Chris, what number would be on your back typically? Were you a scheming halfback, number nine perhaps? Or nine, we... nine. 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 Slow, slow. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, Mark Carroll, mate, I've, he's been boasting that we're here on the show. And he's, the way he was saying it, he said, oh, mate, you've got to ask him how good a f- footballer I was because I used to do all this tackling. But I'm looking at his physique across the uh, table here, mate. I've seen bigger arms on the clock. <laughs> mate, he's it, got them lucky legs. Lucky they don't snap, hasn't he? I do remember the blokes, like the old blokes at the clubs that were always, you know, every club's got these old blokes. They yeah. used to get so annoyed at me. I didn't run straight a lot. I used to run about sort of – my metres per game were massive, but yeah. it was a lot sideways. <laughs> and blokes are just yelling out. Mate, just yeah. run forward. Just run forward. <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, we, we appreciate having a chat with you on such a busy day. Where, where are you right now? I've just got to Rose Hill. Um, just um, 
not long out from race two, and I'm in race three and four. So, mate, if you see, hopefully, if you see Gary Portelli today, just um, <laughs> get say a big shout out from his cousin Mark Carroll. I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's pretty nerdy. He'd be on edge today, big guys. So I'll be standing clear after the slip, I think. <laughs> do, do you, uh, as um, trainers, do you guys ever catch up and have a beer together, like you know, when you're at a, at a, uh, at a Rose Hill or something? Or is there any mateship in uh, the like not, each other? Not, not a great deal. Trainers <laughs> 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 hate each other, do they? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, we get on pretty well. Yeah. But I'm probably a bit secluded being in Newcastle. But I, I know the Warwick Farm boys are all pretty solid. So cool. there's a few of them here. So I'm sure they'll be cheering for each other's horses. Cool. Tell you what, Chris, uh, you mentioned you got some in race three, race four, race ten. You have got three in race three by my calculations. You've got Mustajir, Lunacies and or is it just the two? Just the two in race it's one. Just, just the two. Our candidate didn't, didn't go in a start. Ah, right. Our candidate misses out there. Uh, what do we expect from both those two? Oh, Mustajir could be in lighter, better days. He does like the ground, but um, you know he, he needs to show us something today. But I really like Luncey's as a horse. Whether he can win from the wide gate today, he'll be giving away a big start. But um, he's on track for a Sydney Cup, and he'll be Ooh. he'll be competitive today. But I think he'll be better again in a few weeks' time. I backed it straight away after the, for the Sydney Cup after the last start um, for the Sydney Cup. Yeah, did you see its last run? It was yeah. epic. It was flying home. The thing that won won well, but it was coming from a fair way back, and obviously it'll step, step up and trip for the Sydney Cup. Get on, I say. Hey, Chris, the other one, um, <laughs> get on. Um, Jesus, this is the whole thing with horses and how bloody hard they are. Mustajir uh, won an Ebor Cup, didn't it, yeah. a couple of years ago? Yeah, he won the Ebor before he came out for the... Then I took over, he ran, a, ran fifth or sixth in the Caulfield Cup. That's right. Uh, he's won a Parramatta Cup, and he, he's ran another uh, couple of Melbourne Cups. He's, I think he ran... Um, might have been second in the BMW a couple of years ago. But he, he's been around the money. He's earned good prize money. Um, but like all of us, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Chris, you used to have a horse called the Eighth Immortal. And I, no, I noticed that you don't train it anymore. Was the problem that it just used to, like, you know, be out partying, is up all night, <laughs> yeah. couldn't get a hold of it for training? Yeah, very wayward, very wayward. Yeah. Hey, Chris, um, a mate of mine's got a horse, Harmony Rose, in the fourth, uh, which you've got yep. a few runners there. I've been tipped Lelude, uh, but is there any reason why Galaxy Bell doesn't come away with a win? No, no reason why she can't. Um, she loves this type of ground. She was she an unlucky second um, to a horse called Surefire, who go close to starting favourite in in, um, in the race after Lunchy's race that we we're talking about. So she could easily make a presence for Galaxy Bell. Hey Chris, being a bit of a novice punter in myself, sure I've got a cousin who's a horse trainer. I don't, I don't bet on horses that often, but you're saying you're know, used to the ground. When it's absolutely bad torrential rain, how do you know it's going to run good? How do you know it's good for the run? Well, you don't, well, you don't really know until you you try them on that type of ground. It's, it's a little weird how humans probably a fast bloke will always beat a fast bloke no matter what the ground is but horses a lot of it's a confidence thing and what they've grown up on so you often find the european and the kiwi horses love wet ground okay. because it's what they've been brought up on whereas our horses from an early age are on probably firmer footing um but some are even in their genes a lot of breeds there's different breeds that are really show great wet track statistics but again you don't really know until you try them that's very interesting. Uh, look, yeah. You think about it, it's just the natural athleticism in, in the, the rain or the hard. But as Chris says, it's a confidence thing, you know, yeah. being, being willing to push the limits on the more shaky ground. Race 10, Chris. Uh, Samut, it is uh, back seven bucks into 4.20. Uh, there are a few scratchings, of course, which add to that. But how is expected to go? Well, she's only had one Australian start. She's another one who, as I was just saying, with the European profile, she, she loves the soft ground. 
she won well her first start in Australia. Albeit that was in um, midweek company, so she's jumping a few grades here, but we thought we'd give her an opportunity because we get the right surface and being a mare, she was able to win or place today. It certainly enhanced the value in time. Hey, Chris, we know you're under the pump today and we appreciate that, mate. To get uh, your time this close to a race for yourself, uh, we do appreciate it. But is there anything else we need to pen out for this afternoon anywhere perhaps away from Rose Hill? Uh, I've got one at Ipswich called Aquilian. I think he's around at about 4.28 this afternoon. He's probably our, probably our best chance all day. Beautiful. Chris Lees, mate, we appreciate your time. Thanks, Chris. Uh, one year anniversary since you won the All-Star Mile. Congratulations on that and we appreciate your time here on Crunch Time. Good on you, boys. Anytime, thanks. Uh, yeah, gee, that's good, isn't it? Chris Lees, who's at the track now at Rose Hill, he's got a race coming up very, very shortly, and he affords us his time. Yeah, he didn't really give us much in terms of what we should back. I mean, that one, <laughs> that one in Ipswich, maybe, yeah. but well, I don't know the price on it, if, you, if you've had a look. But, well, let, um... let, let's get on ourselves first before <laughs> we just get too carried away with it. Uh, that is an Ipswich. We look forward to that. That is race six, by the way. Brad Pengelly uh, will take the reins there at Quillian. Oh, it's $1.55. Oh, oh, thanks, Chris. what a tip, Chris. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, maybe, that, maybe that's one for the Maltese. <laughs> what a stitch-up. <laughs> oh, yes. Keep them coming in, by the way. Uh, great sporting events teams, players, where they've got up off the canvas to celebrate Belle de Jour's big win 22 years ago. I'll break it back with more. Uh, Chris from Cronulla's on the text line 0457 736 736. He sent through a WBW during the week. He said, boys, the doyens of finance, first point mortgage brokers, Troy, Greg, the team there, he said they'll absolutely clean up at the Mortgage Awards. Well, I've just got correct weight. He's been back on the text line. Chris from Cronulla, he says, correct weight, boys. Hope you're back to them. They had an absolute fill-up. They came back with a ute full of awards, uh, the boys at First Point Mortgages, who just happen to be uh, big supporters of the show here and at SEN. So well done, gentlemen. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, Gregory and, of course, the great man, Troy, uh, the doyens of finance down there at First Point Mortgages. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Don't forget to keep getting your nominations of those off the canvas at uh, those sporting events spelled as your 2022 look gone buckled at the start flashed home famous victory if you haven't seen it you must youtube it what are some of the great victories in sport where they were absolutely done and dusted uh, my worst one was uh, when i was playing we were absolutely flogging penrith 31 points to eight oh, no. out at out at penrith park yeah. flogging them uh, John Hopperwadi scores a try. Mm. He does the. Um, <laughs> he bounced off the pads and then Matty Adamson oh, intervened. Yeah. The referee jumped in front. He jumped in front of him. Let him finish. Let him finish. It was the devil's elbow. Yeah, the devil. That's it. The devil's <laughs> elbow. So we're flogging them, right? And we're on our way to just cruising out of the round and packed house on a Sunday afternoon out at Penrith. And Chris Hicks, who I grew up in Port Macquarie, who grew up in Taree, and I know this bloke can't kick. He can't goal kick, right? Yeah. Week before, he proves me right. He had a shocker with the boot. So <laughs> Ryan Girdler's not playing in this game. We're leading 31 to 8. So if they're going to score tries, they've got to kick them all, basically. Chris Hicks steps up to the plate. I said, oh, we'll be sweet here. Kicks that one. Kicks the next one. Kicks the next one. Next thing you know, Tony Pulitua has just driven John Carlo mad. He scores, and all of a sudden... They've got a kick to win the match. It's now 31-30 from the touchline. So, Spud, do you remember the the old Panther scoreboard yes. at the southern end? <laughs> so what I, I, I couldn't bring myself, I thought to myself, if Hicksie kicks his goal, mm. I don't want to be witness to it. I just yeah. couldn't bring myself to see him get the match winner against us. So I turned my head and I stared at the Panther scoreboard at the southern end. And it's amazing, you know, there would have been, I don't know, 16,000 people there. It's amazing how, with so many people there, how quiet things could be. So as he comes in from the kick, everyone's silent. And you can hear the 
whew, the thud of the ball, yeah, yeah. right? So I know it's on its way. And the fans are very, very sharp. They, they can pick it up very, very quickly. And as soon as I hear the, whew, the, th- the thud of the ball, straight away behind the post, Panther flags go up. Wow. And you know it's going wow. through the post. And I didn't, to this day, I've never seen the kick. Oh, right. But I just see the flags go up, wow. bang, off the canvas. The Panthers defeat us 32 points to 31. Was- as, sorry, as a kicker, I've always wanted to do this, right? I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know when you score on the post and you line up, as a kicker, and you've, you've got that behind you, you try and hit and maybe put a hole through it, or do you try and kick the ball on top of a, of a no, grandstand? No, what, what I would do, and, and I actually picked this up from the English goal kicker, Johnny Wilkinson, who came mm. out and won a World Cup here for England. He would actually be so specific in – he would look at a stitch on the ball for where he was kicking, and then on the other side of the post, he might pick someone who's standing there and where he wants to kick it, and they might be holding a can of – Coke, mm. right, <laughs> right. Or, or eating a pie, you know, or or whatever the case yeah. may be, and he would look at that person eating the pie or drinking the coke or whatever the case may be, wearing a hat, and he would try and knock the hat off that person's head or <laughs> or hit the coke can. So that's how specific well, it would be, you know. Um, so there's, there's some of the best videos when you're watching someone in the crowd just getting smashed eating a pie <laughs> and the ball hits them. How good is it? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know it's not good, but geez, nah, I laugh. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever kick the ball in a game spot, like in an actual game? Like as you said, you yeah, weren't. Well, you weren't look at the highlights. I actually kicked the field goal. I was um. They talk you? about yeah. It wasn't maybe. I think Latrell hit a 46. I mine was 44. Yeah. Um. That was just out of. As a kid, I used to do a lot of uh, kicking. Yeah. Um. And. I kicked, as I said, I kicked the field goal for South. But when I got the Manly, I remember I did the in general play, the first sort of training session at Manly, and uh, it went out. It was a good kick. And Bozo said, you'll never, ever do that again. He used to scare the shit out of me. Oh, Whatever he says, I do. Oh, I would have thought so. Geez, he had some power, didn't he, Bozo? Yeah. Uh, uh, boy, surely Stephen Bradbury off the canvas. Armoured, yes, of course. Off the canvas nomination. Australia 2 in the America's Cup. Um, by the way, self-declared bruising. I know an owner of Mugger 2 and all of Newcastle. Absolutely love Chris Lee, says... Rooster Man. Thank you very much, Rooster Man. Yes, bud? Well, you're talking about off the campus. I'm just thinking, I just went to the bathroom. I looked at me. I've still got the headgear on. Yeah. That looks fantastic. <laughs> it brings, back, brings back great memories. But memories, um, you know, rugby league memories. Are you cutting me off here? No, no, no. We've got to go soon, but get to it. <laughs> no, it's a good story. Do you want to hold it for us? I'm going to hold it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking about off the canvas, the Rattler's getting off the canvas. Oh, He's yeah. getting off the back fence as well after this in the next hour. And we're also going to cross out to Seabus Super Stadium. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Call 1300 01170 or text us 0457 736 736. Oh, it certainly is second half of Crunch Time. And let me tell you this, folks. Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. And there has been a return serve. Five minutes before we come on air, Stevie <laughs> Philp, <laughs> waxing lyrical, ignores him, just throwing his weight around. Yeah, I know Chris Lee's. You know what? In fact, I can get him on. Hey, first, <laughs> right? first time on the show. Yeah. Like, f- trying to impress, you know. I go, oh, look, i got a, I got a guess for us, fellas. Yeah. Yep. Kind of yep. <laughs> and then uh, five minutes ago, we're in the ad break. And one of the favourites of the Golden Slipper, so a man who's heavily under pressure today, Gary Portelli, senior trainer, who has won the Golden Slipper before, Spud says, you know what, I'm going to call him, I'll get him on. And we go, Spud, you're not going to get Gary Portelli on by calling him in five minutes. Well, Spud, what's happened? It's happening, One ten, and he said, don't be late. So I'm just going to tell a quick story. Is that right? <laughs> yes, we are. We got, of course we're going to get him on. Maybe they'll do things for him, he does things for me. But just brought memories, as I said, I've, I've got this headgear on and, 
I turned back to, I went in 98, I went and played the London Broncos. Yeah. I had a failure there. Come back and play for South Sydney again. What do you mean? Oh, you had a failure there? I played, I played, I played bad. I just thought it was going to happen, Joel. But we went well, to... Well, why did, why did you play bad? I went to the wrong club. You didn't put the right work I went to the London Broncos. In? Mate, no one... When I was at Manly, I had blokes who could support me. If someone whacks you, they're going to whack you back. <laughs> but, mate, blokes, the pommies were sitting back and, oh, great taco. Yeah. But they're all clapping every time I got bashed. But I remember I come back to South in 99 and I had to impress. You know, yeah. I'm, on the, I'm in on the weights. And I could then hear the radio. We had Triple M on back then. It was uh, Andrew Denton. And he, um, he had this, uh, like, a, a, a dare. And this bloke gets on. And it was to get tackled by Mark Carroll. Oh. By that stage, the boys have turned the, turned the volume up. This was on a Friday. It's going to happen on the Monday. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, Mark, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm six foot two. I can handle him. So over the weekend, didn't really think much of it. My dad rang up and said, what are you going to do to him? I said, I'm going to bash him, Dad. <laughs> My brother said, what are you going to hit him with? I said, mate, I'm going to hit him with the right shoulder. If yeah. he runs hard, I'm going to drop him. So I've turned up at training. The Triple M bands turn up, and this bloke gets out, and he's dressed in like um, it was in man, it was in a manly outfit, <laughs> yeah. trying to take the piss out of me. Yeah. You don't know this bloke at all. No, I've never met him. Yeah. Next thing, the my mates or my teammates are going, "Oh, Spud, he's a big bloke. He'll run through you." And I'm thinking, "I'm going to have to give this bloke a bit of a nudge." <laughs> so he we went out in the field, and there was a bloke there with the big furry mics as getting, oh, yeah, get, yeah. getting the impact. And yeah. uh, this guy comes out, he's 35 meters away, and they give him a ball, and he starts running at me. Oh, and no. I'm not talking running; he was like doing the high knees. <laughs> and all the boys are coming out, giving it to me, and I've just gone. Whack! And I beat this bloke oh. so friggin' hard. Oh. It was the first, you know, when you have off season, yeah. can't wait to whack can, someone. Can we YouTube this anyway? <laughs> oh, mate, someone's doing a video. I beat this bloke so bloody hard, and then I've been, he's laying on the ground, and I've pushed off, and I went, mm, like that. And I said, mate, what are you doing, you idiot? He goes, to Billy Conley tickets. <laughs> oh, yes. But the best thing about it, you know. He couldn't uh, laugh. He mate, really mate, mate, what happened? I looked at the side where all the boys were. Not one word. They all turned back and went back inside. <laughs> to <laughs> Billy Conley tickets. He just got out. Uh, he's that bloke now, isn't he? Like, he's that bloke in the pub. And so he's got that story forever. Yeah. You know, someone will go, hey, tell him your Mark Carroll story. Tell him that time you go, <laughs> yeah, tell him yeah. that time Spuddy, you know, at the side of the that's, ribs. That's you know? right. <laughs> I tell you, I just uh, did some investigating, some sleuth work here. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1998. And uh, actually, you made it to the Challenge Cup semi final, yeah. Spud, for the London Broncos. Uh, Wigan beat you by about 100. But anyway, um, what I noticed, you know, the infamous snooty run, Philby? Yeah. So the snooty run happens when you go through a season no without tries. having scored a try. Yeah. Well, Mark Carroll, who commenced his career on the 15th of February, right? Yeah. Hadn't scored. Then all of a sudden it turns to 1998, the 18th of September, which happens to be my birthday. Mm. Happy birthday. Happy your birthday. last ever game yeah. for the London Broncos, mm. and you got your try in your last game. Mate, you're the king of stats. Yeah, you are the David Mills of yeah. SE, and I've always well, said that. That now explains why he's been naked this whole show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you another funny thing. When you know, it was, we were owned by um, Richard Branson. And before a game, like he shakes hands with a lot of people. He yeah. does a double handshake, yeah. flipping out the back. And like, was he and in I'm, the sheds? He was, was coming in the solo, like yeah. meet the so-called new players. And um, Tony Ray was our CEO back then. Yep. And he said, um, oh, Richard, uh, this is our um, number one signing, Mark Carroll. But I was big on that, you know, that sticky hand spray because I didn't want to drop the, the ball resin. from the kickoff. The resin. Yeah. But I put a lot on. Yeah. And I said, oh, how are you, mate? And he gave me this wet <laughs> fish and, I knew he, and, and, he, and he swore at me. Yeah. He goes, Oh, he squared oh, like that. And yeah. I went, but the thing about it was, I didn't give him the massive crush. But I couldn't let go of it because he's, my hand's stuck. Yeah. The next time I met him, six months later, 
He put his hand out and said, how are you, mate? He goes, watch my hand this time. I said, at least you remembered me. Hey, tell me, how big is he, Spud? Oh, he's a midget. Is, he looks like he? he's been smoking weed for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this big jacket on. He's got a jacket 3, yeah, 3XL, three but, mate, he's so rich, he can do what he wants. Was he, did he sort of, was he a knockabout? Or was yeah, he was a good, good bloke. Yeah, yeah no, um, um, we've seen him in the game a couple of times, but, uh, yeah, that was many, many years ago, Joel. Wow, I've had so many head knocks. Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Crunch time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live, and as promised, Spud Carroll. If he asks for someone, he gets them. Right. Good luck trying to get Russell Crowe in the next half an hour too, uh, Spud. <laughs> a breaking back with more on the other side of this. One of the favourites, the trainer of one of the favourites, Gary Portelli, is going to join us ahead of the Golden Slipper. Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. And as we said, uh, Spud, he gets who he wants. Gary Portelli, who has got such a busy day. Gary Portelli, leading trainer in Sydney. He's got Sajardin at $7.50. He's got another horse called Fireburn at $9. In other words, he is in this race up to his eyeballs. And I'm pleased to say he's on the line now on such a busy day. G'day, Gary. Afternoon, team. How are we? Well, I was just telling the story before. Um, about a bloke I used to play footy against Gary called Michael Pez, and his first ever horse he bought, 5% into a horse, 1000 bucks he spent, called She Will Rain, and you took it to raining or ride it, won the bloody golden slipper. What are your memories of that? <laughs> yeah, Pez is a legend from Camden. Everyone knows him. Uh, legend around town, and he bought into a beautiful filly. Uh, they weren't expecting a real lot, and they had to come away with the, the biggest prize of all, the golden slipper. So, um yeah, look, some great memories. Um, my first Golden Slipper win, I'd had about nine goes of it over the years leading up to it. So it's a hard enough race to get into, let alone win, and finally got it over the line. So um, great relief, and here we are again five years later, and um, got two wins this time, so hopefully we salute with one of them. Hey, Gary, thanks for uh, coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man today, and I've got my fingers crossed for you, but I had to one-up. This guy, Steve, he come in here saying, I'm going to know this bloke called Chris Lees. I said, mate, I'll go further. I'm going to go Gary Portelli. But, um, mate, I, I just, I, I just um, mate, you know how I feel um, about what you do. I'm just really proud of you. Thanks, mate. I've always been proud of you too, mate. Like, you're a legend of the sport. You you know, you, you, you wore your heart on your sleeve and you got out that field. And, and mate, um, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, great following you. Even after football, mate, you're still a legend after football and carried yourself so well. So, mate, um, uh, for me, it's just I'm, I'm a difference. Um, I don't get out in the paddock and do it. I've just got to hope that the, that the people or the horses I train get out and do it. So um, a little bit out of my control. Yeah, well, your two chances today, um, what's your gut feel? Uh, look, I think the Colts, um, he's got the sort of good... Honestly, mate, if I, I can't split them. I'd like to be able to let's split your kids up, mate, you know? <laughs> um, they're, they're both... They've both just been racing well. They've both had four starts. They've both they've both won three of their four. Both horses are coming off last start wins on wet tracks. We've got a wet track here today. You know, there's just they're they're, they're here to win. That's what the price is. One's seven dollars. One's nine dollars. She's been heavily supported though on on course today. If any rain hits during the day, it'll make bring her ride into it because she's an absolute swimmer. Um, she's by he's by Sebring who won a Golden Slipper, um, and she's by a stand called. Rebel Dane, who I trained to win a couple of group oh. ones with as well. So, you know, there's so many ties and, you know, just getting is a hard thing to do for starters. They've got to win well over $100,000 in prize money for starters. Um, they're young horses. They were only born two Augusts ago, so they're, they're only two-year-olds. Um, and, you know, they can train off on you pretty quickly if you put too much pressure on them. And so I feel both of my horses are here right at their peak and... Um, 
the two good riders on, both drawn well. Like I said, I can't split the two, but I hope if one gets into a bit of trouble, the other one doesn't get into trouble, you know, and we get some luck. Yeah, we're chatting to champion trainer Gary Portelli. Two runners in the Golden Slipper. Of course, he's won it before. John Tapp did a fandom call during the week. Jardim was the, the winner of the race, according to John Tapp. Now, for me, I'm going to back Fireburn, Gary, and you've seen this many, many times, and this is what racing can do, and sport can do for that matter. Uh, Brent Navdullah had a yeah. terrible fall, a, a fractured neck, and he rides for you on Fireburn. And, and it's, I, I love these sort of romantic stories, and they can pan out that way, can't they, Gary? They do. You know, it's amazing. He's come back from a broken neck, and I think he was getting a bit stale on the game up until that point. It's amazing when something looks like it's been taken away from you, yeah. appreciate it more. He's come back with a real level of intensity now, um, and he's already won a Group 1 for the first few weeks he was back riding. So he's gone to a new level without him, you know, without him trying, really. But I think that's the, that's the thing. And, and then you've got Jason Collard, who's just had a, a, a newborn a couple of months ago, you know, and he's now gone to a new level. Yeah. He's riding Group 1. So... It's amazing how, like you say, there's a story behind a story. Both jocks are keen, are hungry. Um, Jason Collett has been riding both these horses, so he had to choose one or the other. Couldn't ride them both, so he's riding the Colt. Wow. And uh, lucky enough, because the Phillies only get 54.5 kilos to carry, uh, Brenton Abdullah was there and available. So hopefully um, he can do us some justice. And, you know, but a big difference, I'll tell you what, if she wins, she's probably worth $3 million at stud. If he wins, he's worth about 30 or 40 million. Oh, jeez. Oh, so you clearly got a favourite. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, if they hit the line together, I know which one I'll be riding. Yeah. 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 I hope the owners of the, of the Philly aren't listening. But um, no. I tell you what, there's a, there's a big drink at the end of the 30 or 40 million. I'll tell you. Oh, is there one? <laughs> hey, just on the Philly, uh, Fireburn, uh, I reckon Rebel Dane almost wore those colours or something similar. Is there similar yeah, ownership? Yeah, he did. He did, yep. They, they, they raced the stallion, but they went and bought a mare to put to him, and they produced this foal. Wow. So, same owners. Gary, um, look, I just want to break it to because Spud fired up as soon as I said that I had Chris Lees on the show. And then, you know, he's quite a competitive bloke. He's got headgear on, just for your information right now, <laughs> and in, in the studio. And <laughs> he it really has. brought out the – he truly does. It really brought out the, the you know, the competitiveness of, of Spud. I'm just going to yeah, reveal I don't to even him. know who Chris Lees is, mate. Who's Chris Lees? <laughs> well, oh, oh, there's yeah. a stitch. Yeah. to bash him around the paddock. Every time he took the ball up, I smacked him. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just about to say, that wasn't even Chris Lees. Been on the show. I just got to mate and pretend uh, who it was. But um, mate, what's what was Spud like at the you know Christmas? The family's oh, all over. Question. Couple of beers. Uh, was Spud getting mate, you know? Is he I'm running at you. people in the backyard, or did he ever tackle you on the way to the toilet? Or oh, dad of the Carol's going to be there? Well, he probably has told you because he probably would have. He's a very fast bowler as well. Oh, so I remember many Christmases. You know, brand new ball facing Mark Carroll <laughs> off a long run. Oh. He's very good at the short one, too. I wasn't very good batsman. He knew that, but he didn't stop him from sticking the short one in every now and then. Um, you know, plenty of times I heard the stumps rolling. They'd roll, I reckon they'd do 14, 15 spins after he hit them. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Um, he was a very fast bowler. Um, never played football against him, thank Christ. Um, but, yeah, geez, um, very competitive, mate. Arm wrestling, whatever it was on, it was, he couldn't beat him. If he did, he'd never at the end of it. Um, I know as a player, <laughs> I was horrible before a game. Um, I had certainly superstitions while I did day in, day out before I, before I played the game. Do you do the same thing for your race? Have you got a, some sort of schedule you do every day? Do you wake up a certain time, eat certain food? I used to eat like 16 potatoes before a game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, they hurt coming out. 
<laughs> That's the foil you wrapped him in, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily I don't have to be the athlete here because um, the sausage and onion roll this morning certainly wouldn't be any good to be late on the day. Um, but look, mate, I, I wear odd socks and I've got a, this sort of greenish coloured tie. They tell me it's a Tiffany green. Um, and it, my grandfather, as you know, Spud, was a oh, jockey. Yeah. Um, and he used to say green on a racetrack should never be seen. So... I accidentally wore it one day, and the bloody thing won that day, oh, so I've had to wear it ever pop. since. Cause, yeah. And I think I've won about 20 races in the last few months with this tie on. Um, and I just keep wearing it. Every time I think I can get a winner, I wear this tie, and they win. So until um, until I get beat, I'll keep wearing it. So hopefully today it brings us some luck. But um, another thing, like Pop, being the next jockey, he would have been absolutely thrilled to be able to see. Mark obviously played for Australia um, and do the things he's done. And, and to see me training racehorses, which he always told me I should have done, but I used to have show horses he thought it was a waste of time. Right. Um, but he, he would have loved to have been a part of what I'm doing today. It would have been, um, he'd have been pretty proud, and I'd be proud to, to be doing what we're doing. But um, look, it's going to be a great day today. There's a massive crowd out here. I don't think I've seen this many people wow. for two or three years. <laughs> um, you know, with COVID, etc. everyone's having a great time. Um, it's just good to see people back doing some normal things again. Well, Gary, look, we, we appreciate your time. And like Chris, uh, Chris got the very late notice. You got the very late notice. And this is what I love about the racing game, where people are so knockabout. It's a major, major day there, and, and you've given up your time on such a busy day, like Chris has. Uh, mate, we appreciate it. Uh, may we see that green shine bright um, <laughs> with that quinella and the, the golden slipper. And look, our listeners no are loving it. Yeah, mate, we appreciate it, Gary. All the best. No trouble, mate. I'll send you the account. Where do I send the account to, mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, spud at gmail.com.au. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, there he is. Good luck, mate. Gary Chase Portelli, who Thanks, is guys. chasing a golden slipper. And on the back of that, you just want to see him win it, don't you, boys? Yeah. Mate, it's, what a champion bloke. He is. He's, um, no, he's just always – he's a general bloke. Speaks from the heart. And, yeah. Uh, you can see it's like a – I think it's like a – a rugby league player yeah. and a coach. You want to go and work hard for your coach. He treats these horses like he's their own child, as he said, and uh, you can just see why they want to run hard for him. Well, he, just a quick one. Now, you've had Gary Portelli and yeah. I had Chris Lee's. Joel yeah. Kane's offered nothing. And, <laughs> but I do – I want to – I can't I can't let Spud win. So uh, just leave it with me for a minute. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to go through the phone. Right have on. a little, okay. Have a look through and see if I can get some. It'll be big. Like, I'm going to go – you, I'm gonna, you, it's not a horse trainer. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, go through the Rolodex. We're going to go through that. But this is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. You can get involved. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. The text line 0457 736 736. Tweet us at 1170 SEN. After the break, there's a cage. It needs to be rattled mm. by our man Sparta breaking back with more. Uh, yeah, welcome back. one three hundred o one eleven seventy. This is crunch time. Thanks to Isuzu, uh, the all-new D-Max Isuzu. Broncos on the attack in the NRLW, and they've just struck back. So Gold Coast 18, uh, quite the boil over to this point. They lead the Broncos 14 with a kick to come. 18 uh, 14 with a kick to come. Still in the first half, mind you. So high-scoring affair in that particular match. Now, uh, boys, some breaking news here. Uh, I'm just looking for confirmation, but I believe it's absolutely bang on. Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponger is set to miss 
the big game between the Tigers and the Knights. That's a massive out, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? When you just said that, there was there would have been a Knights fan in the car because we've all had this dream yeah. that we hear about this. It's this. So you're on the radio. Someone says, Kalen Ponga, massive news. He's just signed with the Dolphins. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so that's what I – even though I knew Kalen Ponga was out injured then, yeah. I thought you were still going to go, Kalen yeah. Ponga has signed with the Dolphins. <laughs> just if you are listening, Kalen Ponga has not signed with the Dolphins, but he's definitely out of the, tomorrow's game with the Tigers, which changes a lot of things. And oh. you, you just said we – we went. This is how addicted to gambling I am. Anyway, we we all um, opened our phones up to see what price the Tigers were <laughs> straight away. Straight away, two sixty. Get on. Uh, yeah, Barry Tui reports. We've had Barry on the on the um, on the show before. He says it's only minor. Has a twinge in his knee, mm. so they're taking no risks with him, and they've got a game in the bank. So would it be different if they were none from one? They're one from one. Maybe that helps out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, it was. He's in a massive piece of the jigsaw puzzle. I, I love what uh, Andrew Johns has already done there. In attack wise, those two halves had a really good game last last week, which takes a lot more pressure off Ponga to then do his sprinkle his magic and come in the back line the way he does. So yeah, and he misses one week, I think he'll be um, he'll be ready to go. Man, hundred percent what you said, Spud, because like last week as well, uh, the feedback from the game was that Ponga really didn't do a lot in the game, but his energy around the ball oh, yeah. was fantastic. You know, the, the, let the halves kind of yeah. operate. Both the halves were fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Tex Hoy I think is replacing him. So uh, he obviously played a bit of fullback before. So. Um, Look, we beat the Tigers by 50. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just switched. You said I was going to back the Tigers in the yeah, second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and then the t- Newcastle came in. I, started. Well, I was tipping them anyway, the Tigers. I reckon they could have won the game anyway, Tigers. But now uh, the big news is Callum Ponger is out. Rooster Man said, boys, I'm loving the trainer interviews. Uh, you boys are smashing it today. And I've just got on Sajardin off the back of that tip. Uh, well done to you, Rooster Man. Uh, speaking about sprinkling a little bit of magic, well, Spud, it's time for you oh, to yeah. sprinkle your little bit of magic. Time to rattle the cage with Mark Spud Carroll. Oh, I love this time of day. Oh, I love so it. <laughs> but I've only got one. I'm going to rattle the bloody councils in all over Sydney. Okay. Do they drive on our roads? I was just wondering that. Because the amount of potholes out there at the moment is dead set. It's incredible. Fix the bloody roads. Okay. The other day... I was falling behind this little mini miner. Mm. It fell in one. It didn't come out. It's <laughs> still trying to find it. Hey, have you seen how big, have you seen how big some of these piles oh, are? I, I, I tell you, it's quite dangerous because you're trying to uh, duck and weave. You need to be a Kalen Ponga sidestep. Yeah. But but you worry about damage to the car. Massive. Well, my son then said his, his car is damaged. Yeah. Four rims. Yep. I think they're alloy rims, yeah. right? But then, see, so you just look at them, they get a ding on them. But he's, he, mate, they're all buggered. Yeah. You had to get all new rims because of the potholes around where we live. Mate, they're un- like, under the pump, There's a they? lot of potholes around Ramwick. I live sort of around that area, around the race course. And I was driving past the other day, I saw um, Kieran McAvoy, just the top of his head. Just, <laughs> just in a pothole. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great nicknames, isn't it? Potholes. Potholes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's potholes. You've got to avoid him. You know, one of those blokes. <laughs> Particularly, you get a few mates who are potholes on the source. I might be one of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably a good one to avoid on the source <laughs> as well. Have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So just a light little casual rattle of the cage today, Spudley. Yeah, nothing too crazy. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna give it to the, um, yeah, the the bunker at the mm. moment. The bunker's doing my head in. Seriously, they've got this, all this, they've got all these TVs and they've got all these angles and they still stuff it up. Yeah, in the game on Thursday night, the, which you mentioned at the top of the show, Aramea scored the try, which yeah. was just disallowed. Everyone saw what happened. Everyone knows that rule that you can't be within the ten meters. Mm. So they award the try. Yep. That's when they're supposed to look at it. Yep. There was a good, I reckon, two minutes. Of, Easy. I don't know what's going on. Then, then. He does, mate, a little, he does a little square. Yeah, then they then, go look at it again. What were they doing the whole time? it makes the referee look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, they are. 
You, I'm okay. Gonna, <laughs> I've got a little theory, boys. Yeah. And this might it's slightly controversial, but I'm not a big fan of the refs in any capacity. Do you remember down the we park? We need the refs. No, do you remember down the park yeah. when you just sorted out yourself? Yeah. I reckon in a trial game at the start of the year, let's play a game with no refs, right? No refs. Yeah. <laughs> Someone scores, you go, did you score, mate? And you go, yeah, yeah I did, mate. Oh, sorry, mate, I dropped it, mate. Or, yeah. yeah, oh, sorry, I was in I was in the tan. And just open up a bit of honesty. You know what, Gibbo? <laughs> Gibbo, Gibbo plays in a touch football comp, yeah. right? Where there are no refs. Yeah, and how's it go? There are no refs. The only time they have a ref is in the grand final. Right. So can you imagine the carnage? <laughs> can you imagine? I, want to see, I want to be a part of it. Oh. There's enough refs on the field. Anyway, yeah. is there? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, so, mate, just do it. I reckon. I'll tell you what. Uh, they were off the bit at, at Cogra last night. They were filthy. Uh, this one. Uh, g'day, boys. Um, Jared Maxwell's bunker has uh, slaughtered our game, yet PVL never intervenes. Jaden Sewer was duty-bound to make that tackle. Duty-bound. Uh, if Esso's dummies and Sean O'Sullivan's dummies and mm-hmm. Sewer pulls out, Sewer is in second grade. It was not late. Ditto Victor's friendly push that led to Manly's try. Cheers, Bondi Jack. What do you think about that, Spud? Yeah, I agree with Bondi Jack. Oh, I'd like to see Spud in the bunker. Wouldn't wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Someone with his headgear on. Someone would cop it to the forehead and spot and say, nothing to see, play on. Uh, there you go. Boys, uh, Roosters beat the Seagulls. It got a little bit close towards the end. Never really looked like losing the game, though, the Roosters. It was Robbo's birthday during the week. They responded it. They all started to say, yeah, we played Roosters football. 26 points to 12. Four tries in the first half. It was so dominant. Concerns now for Manly. People will be saying they're flat-track bullies. Uh, what did you make of the win, boys? I just think uh, the Roosters, the way they play up front, they had the they had aim up last week. They were a bit soft, but um, I think we're going to see the best. As I said, Kiri. I just think you know he's been out the game years ago. When you get an ACL injury, it always take them two years to come back. But yeah. now they do operations so quick, they recover so better, and he's just going to be a great sort of person for that young kid. He was on fire, Walker. Yeah. He was incredible. We're going to see the best of this young kid. He's got some amazing skills, but he doesn't. All he has to now worry about is his own game. Last year, he had to carry the whole side. It's, now, Kiri's back. He's quite remarkable for a 12-year-old, isn't he? <laughs> like, he, he dead set looks like he, you look at him and you go, what are you, how can you play against yeah. these blokes? But what's your theory on this? I heard a little bit of chat about, because obviously Manly is now 0-2, and, and Turbo, Dallium medal winner, has had a pretty quiet, mm. in his terms, start of the season. And I heard a bit of a take this morning that it's the six-again rule that's kind of taking his game away. So, you know, coming out of their own half, Manly yeah. were big on you know, the set restarts and then him injecting himself into the line. Now they're slowing the game down, kicking out for touch, sort of taking him out of the game. You know what? It's very interesting you say that because Des Haslam made a comment um, in the off-season saying that it's going to slow their team down. This is all going to slow their team down. And that's whether that's got in their head or not because it certainly has. And I'll tell you one thing, boys, about the new rules. Um, From a punting point of view, every single match they have a market, no matter the bookmaker you're with, uh, Sportsbet, of course, would be the preferred option, uh, gamble responsibly. But they have a thing called total match points. So you add up the points of both teams for those not familiar with it, and it's called total match points. Well, this year, clearly they've been set similarly to what they were doing last year mm. because there's been 11 games played so far. And the idea of this total match points line is that by the end of the year, it'll be about 50-50, you know, whether it went under or over. Well, I can tell you this, out of the 11 games so far, 10 games it's been under. Yeah, whereas... 10 of the 11. Last year, yeah. it was always over a lot, They were sailing it? over. Yeah. So the rule changes have definitely had, had an impact on that. Nat Butcher, he uh, emerged last night in many ways. Uh, he scored a couple of tries. Attili Tupanua. You yeah. like him, boys? Mm. Yeah, I do. I like Nat Butcher. And at one stage, didn't the Roosters have a baker? 
as well, a yeah. butcher and a candlestick. Was there a, can- <laughs> <laughs> was there a candlestick? Was a joke, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, that, there was there was a, a, a play last year where it went from the no lamb went to lamb yeah. went to butcher, butcher who went to baker, and I called it the steak sandwich. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, there you go. So uh, keep them coming in. Text says, boys, centres are becoming the most important position defensively. Manly, not flash. Even South had issues without Gagai. Daniel from New Zealand. Daniel, you make a very good point. I think you can almost get away with uh, choosing just a pure defensive centre. You know, if if your centre job is to break even, I think you're winning. Yeah. I think so. And you'll see teams do that in terms of a 5-8. If they lose a creative 5-8 or something, they'll chuck in just a really solid defender. Yeah. A back rower right. who can play a little bit like your Luke Capewell or something like that. Um is it Kurt Capel? Kurt Capel. Yeah, Luke, no, Luke, Luke used Capel. to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a Luke Capel if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that is listening, at least just mention my name. <laughs> no, I just think, you know, I reckon a major loss for Manly at the moment, Joel, is um, Schuster. Yes. He's a fantastic – he should be playing 5'8". The time he, he aimed up for uh, against uh, the Parramatta side out there at, uh, what was that, Banks, Bank West Stadium yeah. or whatever it's called now. Oh, Bank. He, he, he nailed it. Um, I think Kieran Foran, um, is he running on old legs? Maybe, maybe. What do you think? Uh, hit us on the text line 0457 736 736 is the way to do that. Hey, boys, happy crunching. Thank you very much. Rooster, we appreciate that. Uh, rightio, so there you go. So the Roosters are back on track. The Seagulls, they're under the pump, and they take on the Bulldogs next week. So that could be a big game for them. The Bulldogs could be 2-0 uh, the way they're going. <laughs> for the Roosters, Radley's on report again. Uh, now, Radley, by the way, would be most pleased with the fact, Spud, that no carryover points. No carryover points. But mate, he shouldn't get what's he shouldn't get anything for that. No. Well, we we're playing rugby league. We're not playing touch footy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is interesting. So Connor Watson's copped a shoulder injury. Tupanua HIA. Joey Manu the leg injury. Now the reason I say that's interesting because that's the clash. Oh. Uh, Joey Manu versus Latrell yeah, Mitchell next week. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's going to be a big match, isn't it? Yeah. How did um, Victor Radley even play after he was knocked out? Well, he was knocked out with a pretty severe head knock. Went back off the field, and he's had issues before, yeah. right? And he's sweet to play. Yeah, that's it's such a fine, delicate line, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think it's got to go back on the player. I don't know if they sign sort of uh, forms that take the onus away from the NRL. Anyway, let's just switch gears a little bit. Uh, you are a mad Newcastle fan. We haven't probably got into that, Stevie. No, mate, I, I'm an obsessive. I reckon I've watched the '97 Grand Final uh, ninety-seven thousand times. Like I, I can tell. I can direct this commentary on the whole well, game. Don't. Like, yeah. So, so, so that particular day. Yeah. For, for Spud's one of the worst days he's had, and for yeah. you, it's one of the great days. Yeah, I was doing kids' shows. I think I was doing Blinky Bill or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And, uh, and I was weirdly in the town of Bundaberg in Queensland. It wow. was Super League year, and so they didn't really care. And I had a day off, so I found myself at this little Irish pub in Bundaberg, and I walk in, and there's two random blokes in Knights jerseys in the bar. And like we, it was like we were long-lost cousins, mate. Yeah. We we at, at the end, when we win, and Darren Albert scores, we're cuddling. I'm cuddling a bloke I don't even know. Oh, yeah. And, mate, Newcastle was never the same from that point on. Like, uh, the folklore, obviously, around the stories and, and whatnot, and, um, you know, it even 2001 when we won, it wasn't the same. It's still really well in terms of the celebration. It was yeah. the very first one that they won. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do honestly know every part of that game. Like I can tell you that Troy Fletcher comes on just before the, uh, before uh, the try and gets us up the field. There's a little half break. He runs sort of 30 meters and no, I really remember. Hello, Troy Fletcher. If you're yeah, listening, yeah. he's probably listening with Luke Capel. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, those little moments, Troy Fletcher gets us up the field 
Dad, then... Right, enough's enough. Okay, sorry, mate. Yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> Spud, Spud, just block your ears for a little bit. Yeah. I've, got, uh, I've got the headgear. I can hardly hear this. Let, let's indulge Stevie a little bit. Let's go back to 1997. Sorry, I've ripped that off YouTube. Oh, okay. It's gone to an ad break. Oh, that'll do me. Guess what? Bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 think, oh, yes, yes, it worked. worked. Yes. Just pulled the cord out. Oh, we've got it now, have we? Yeah, here we go. There's 20 seconds on the clock. Albert, he will play it. 21 metres away. Down the blind, Andrew Johns. Inside for Albert. Albert will score. Albert will score. Newcastle have won the grand final. Wow. Sorry, Spud. Sorry. No, in the fair dinkum, Snake Spud, was there any sliding doors, not not just that last part of the game, but was there anything throughout that game that, or have you had a chance to go back and watch it? Never. You never will? No. 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 No, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy in my life that I actually played. My, my goal was to play first grade, and then I, I did all the other stuff, but the winner grand final was fantastic. But to be in three, wow. Oh, yeah. Some of the best players yeah. in the game. Look at, you know, look at some like, you know, um, um, blocker and, yeah. and Wayne Pierce, like you know. But I've, I was, I've, we won one. We probably should have won three. But no, good luck to him. It's uh, it put him on the map, didn't it? Seven. <laughs> Heck of a game, regardless. Like yeah. uh, I've had enough of you speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: the Two HD, the radio station up in Newcastle. Oh. You may have heard this. Yeah, he, uh, so, Gary Harley. Yeah, the great Gary Harley, obviously. Um, Massive uh, horse racing fanatic, and he he's big in Newcastle. He's on every ad up yeah. there and everything like that. And uh, he called the game for 2HD. And I remember mum gave it to me for Christmas the next year as a CD. And if you haven't had a chance, I think you can – it's, it's definitely on YouTube. Um, although, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think that particular clip will come with the ads. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Harley – It might be a Gary Harley ad. Yeah. Might, that's right. He's put his own ads in. Yeah. But if you can go back and have a listen to it, he's completely lost his voice. Like, <laughs> and he's basically just in the background going, <laughs> oh, the screaming yeah. of his head, which is, I guess, what every Newcastle fan was doing, weren't they? But um, that just that last play again, and you know the the instinctive John. Like, if you go back again, because I've watched it a lot. Yeah. Mark Hughes is unmarked on the outside, yeah. and so the play that he actually did was a hell of a risk. Because if he goes right, they score. Yeah. But if he goes inside, they might not score because there's defenders there. I think Daniel Gartner's been a bit lazy on the inside. Um, again, I've watched it a bit. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we partied for, for a bit, fair bit. Well, after I that. was the last one in chase. I was chasing Albert. Yeah. He size nine boots. Uh, Actually, it was that close to him. Oh, my God. But it would have been, I'd rather be chasing down Hughes than bloody Albert. Yeah. <laughs> the quickest man in the world. And also, watching that game again uh, recently, I noticed one thing about the interchange. And, like, blokes, towards the end of that match, everyone's out on their feet. Yeah. Like, mm. you can see Tony Butterfield's running up, and everyone's getting whacked, hard hit. You see Chief on the ground and go, well, he's off. If, you, yeah. if a bloke like that got injured now, they'd be straight off. Yeah. He had to get up and keep going and then, you know, some, you know, incredible. Hey, Spud, what do you think about, uh, just on the interchange, mm. um, what do you think about, would it help concussions and HIA if once Spud Carroll comes off the field, he stays off? So you can have unlimited changes, right? Yep. You can have unlimited changes, but you're then for testing your depth. So once your key player comes off, mate, you're off. What do you think about that? That's how it used to be when I was yeah. coming through. Um, yeah, you, we were on. Yeah, we used to play reserve round. We sit on the bench for first grade and hopefully yeah. opportunities. So as soon as you got taken off back then, it, it worked. You know, yeah. we just keep changing the bloody rules all the time. I reckon there's still too many. What is it? Eight now still. Yeah, I mean, eight. Get it down to four. Let's make a game. But but I tell you, this is where the rod is, right? And, and I'm not singling out Canberra because what they did was in, within the rules. So what happens is, and I think this is easily fixed if the HIA rule. I'll give you the example. So 
16 minutes into the game on uh, last Saturday, I think, or last Friday night, Josh Papali'i comes off, mm. HIA. Corey Horsburgh comes onto the field, right? At the 31st minute, Papali'i is all clear, so he's coming back onto the field. In my opinion, he must take Horsburgh back off. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? And if you want to get Horsburgh onto the field when you're going to use an interchange. But what happens instead, Papa Lee comes on, Horsburgh stays on, who's only been on the field for 15 minutes, and he takes off Elliot Whitehead, who's played 31 minutes, who would love to come off. Yeah. yeah so right? it should be replaced for a place. So you've got, yep. you've got Papa Lee off for a 15-minute spell, and you've got Whitehead off for a spell, and it's cost you zero interchange. Yeah. And the coaches know that. Of course they do. Yeah. And they're only playing to the rules. But for me, if you make Horsburgh have to come off and you know Elliot Whitehead needs a rest because he's been on there for half an hour, mm. you have to use an interchange to get Elliot Whitehead off the field. Yeah. So that would completely negate that. Don't you reckon like Horsburgh looks like the kind of like you'd really like to have a few beers with? Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I look at him and I'm like, he, he would get real loose, wouldn't he? Oh, would he? <laughs> what? Uh, you're still on the case for a big guest, by the way, too. <laughs> oh, yes, so, yes. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. A break it back with more. This is Crunch Time. All thanks to Isuzu. Yeah, g'day, Sats. I'll tell you what, massive week of multis last week. And I think uh, both yourself and the Crunch Time team Knocked out in the first go because I don't think anyone was expecting the Knights to be as, as good as they were against the Roosters. So, unfortunately, no good there. I know you got one leg up, though, Stats, so obviously showing you're the star of the Crunch Time team. But, um, uh, obviously, you've bounced back on Thursday, hitting a little multi because the Storm, I mean, they left it literally to the last seconds, but hit a nice little $4 multi there. Yeah, it was outstanding, wasn't it, Josh? It was... Uh... Yeah, you, we, when they were fourteen nil up, you, and whoever thought that uh, the bunnies were going to be able to come back to make it the, the game that they did to go down to Golden Point, um, a lot of people got confused actually when you think about the uh, the Melbourne winning. But but because it's fourteen all at full time, that's the draw is the full time is the full time bet, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. So, um, but you know that's all right. I think the fact that uh, you reckon Pappenhausen is going to be, I mean, is he going to already challenge for New South Wales fullback? No, I don't think so. I think Tedesco will always have that tied up. Uh, yeah. Tommy Trebojevic will always have that centre position tied up. And Freddie Fittler, I think he might use Papenhausen as a bit of a shock weapon off the bench, to be quite honest. He's just at times that an outside back may go down that he might have yeah. Ryan Papenhausen. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, yeah. I know a lot about Dabble, Josh, of course, but yeah. just let the listeners who don't know much about Dabble, what Dabble's about. Yeah, so Dabble is a new betting app giving punters a new experience. So obviously you can do your standard betting, but there's also so much more on offer. So you've got uh, usual markets, as I just said, but think about Twitter, think about WhatsApp combined with betting. So when you sign on to any sort of social media feed, you might be seeing a journalist telling us something or someone sharing a photo of what they're up to. But instead on Dabble, what we've got is people sharing their bets and sharing their multis. And the good thing about it is when you follow those people, you can just copy their bet straight away. It's pretty awesome. So I do love the banner. But, yeah, one area of the uh, the app I do love, uh, listeners, also, is if you're looking to have a dabble, is that, yeah, exactly like you said, Josh, the copy bet. All you got to do is push one button, copy that bet. Uh, let's look ahead and see what the Crunch Time team are offering up. Of course, you can follow the Crunch Time NRL team if you want. They're going times to beat Warriors. Uh, Cronulla to win against the Eels and Raiders by 1-12 to against the Cowboys. What are you thinking, Seth? Do you like that bet? Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. I, you know, when we talk about my multi, I've uh, 
I've, I've looked at the, the Gold Coast home game against New Zealand Warriors today as well. I think a lot of people are thinking that the way the Gold Coast played last week, that um, there might be some, some easy money there with the Gold Coast. The Gold uh, yeah, I've got a four-leg multi this week with uh, the NRL and the round one of the AFL. Of course, the AFL kicking off this week. Uh, Wednesday night was the first game. But my first leg of the multi, Josh, uh, head-to-head Gold Coast to win over New Zealand Warriors. A second leg of the multi, I've got total points in the Sharks versus pa- Parramatta game. Over 42.5 points, total points for both sides. Um, I think there could be a lot of points scored in that game. There could be anywhere from 60 to 70, I think, if uh, both teams open up. Third leg, multi well, head-to-head again. Canberra going up to North Queensland. I think um, Canberra, mm. uh, head-to-head, will uh, will beat North Queensland. I think they played at a really good pace last week, and I don't think North Queensland will be able to go with them. And the final leg, Joshy, of course, is the round one of the AFL. Brisbane Lions head-to-head to beat Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Well, I'm going to copy that one, Sats. And, of course, go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Oh, yeah, we're gearing up for Saturday footy thanks to Dometic Patrol, an icebox with a sense of adventure. Mm. Uh, my young son's got a sense of adventure, one of my boys. He's mm. at that age, boys, where, you know, when you go into the football for the first time just with your mates? Yep. He's doing that today. Oh, yeah. Good. Do they yeah. get a free pass? The school pass back in the school day. Pass, I don't know if the they do. Pass? No, no. I Bring don't it think... back. Yeah. They need it back. I don't what? think they do. Do you ever jump the fence at the footy and get in for free? Did you ever do that? Jump the fence? Yeah. No. Jump the fence. Like, the fences no, never used to be as good as they are now. But yeah. do you know when I played down at um, uh, for South Newcastle and uh, down at Townsend Oval, uh, Rock Art Cricket Pitch in the middle, mm. the... Daniel Johns, silver chair. Oh, yeah. He lived directly across the road. And the amount of times I saw him jump the fence to get in, <laughs> when it was three bucks to get in. Oh, like, And I think he just didn't want to have any contact with anyone. So he just jumped the fence. You'd look over and here's this bloke with no shoes on, you know, my makeup or whatever. And he's loving the footy for some reason. I'll tell you what, um, three big games coming up. SCN have got you covered. Braybrook, Sattler, Belcher coming up after three o'clock. Well, after two o'clock, they're going to preview the game on NRL Nation. Looking forward to that. Gearing up for today's footy, thanks to Demetri. Everything you need for adventures, big or small. Mobile living made easy. Dometic have got you covered. Dometic Outdoor. And don't forget, crunch time is now on Sunday all year in 2022. Jaleesa Apps, James Magnuson have got you covered tomorrow from noon before the action is called from NRL Nation, 3 p.m. nights versus the Tigers. So there you go. They're looking forward to that. Caelan Ponga repeating the news. He is out. Now, Spud, mm. where you're at, mate, we've asked you to get Russell Crowe. What's yeah. happened there? Got it. No, no, he said... Um, oh, here we go. He's a little bit busy. Oh, you got you got bra- you got brushed. Well, Russell, first time you know Russell. Russell Crow. Well, it's funny, Spud, that you should mention that because earlier in the show, if you're just tuning in, I got mm. Chris Lee's the horse trainer on. Mm. Spud one upped me. Got Gary Portelli. He's at that slipper today. Massive get. I couldn't have let it go. And knowing that he was trying to get the reason why Russell Crowe's busy you don't know him. is because I've actually got him on the show. You don't know him. Yes, sir. Oh, come yeah. on, <laughs> uh, Russell. Are you there? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, boys. How are you guys going to? Russell Crowe, this is incredible. Oh, Rusty. You want to say hello to the great Spud Carroll, Russ? Hi, boys. How's everybody going this afternoon? I can't believe he's brushed me. <laughs> How did you get him? <laughs> Talk to him. He's your mate. Well, I'm a little bit disappointed, mate. You must have been very happy the way the uh, the way the, uh, the rabbits went the other night. Mate, it was only a matter of, you know, one point. And, you know, we can always win that back, you know, as the season progresses. But... For now, you know, I've got bigger things, bigger worries at the moment. I'm just, I'm out in the boat, you know, I've gone through half a packet of darts so far, and you know, all I can think of is Mike Cannon-Brooks wants to buy the South and Bobby Green. <laughs> uh, do you still talk to Wayne at all, uh, Russell? 
Well, as a matter of fact, you know, we're in a bit of a meeting at the moment, and oh. uh, Wayne is on the other side of the room. Wayne, come over here, mate. Uh, we've got a couple of boys who want to talk to you. Wow. 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 Wayne, you there? How's the Dolphins going, mate? Put it to your mouth, mate. Put it uh, <laughs> You there, uh, Wayne? All right. That's not the bloody press, is it? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello, Wayne, are you there? Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. How's the Dolphins looking? Oh, uh, hey, Stephen. Yeah, uh, yeah, not too bad. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of research on, you know, the Dolphins. We haven't really got a club or a ground or, you know, a pond or anywhere to put the bloody Dolphins <laughs> at the moment. But, you know... Russell wants to buy us a big body tank or something, you know. We're, we're going to see about an aquarium or maybe, you know, just doing some research on you know, what we know about dolphins. And, uh, you, get, you know, they only sleep with half their brain, don't you? I, I did not know that, Russell. Um, have you got any other signings? Oh, well, you know, after today's news, we've got our, got our eyes on Cale and Ponga. And, um, you know, um, I, I don't know. You, you can't keep up with social media these days. I'm 172 years old. So it's not easy. Hey, Wayne, is, mate, because we've got um, uh, the great spud here, is Jeff Tooby not at your house? Yeah, he's sitting on the couch over there. He's watching, I don't know, <laughs> investigations on Seven, mate, or something. Hang on a minute. Oh, I, 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 hang on a sec. Yeah. Take this, Wayne. Yeah, there you go. Tubes. Hello. Oh, what are you doing up there? We're sitting down. We're talking about different dolphins. We're talking about investigations. <laughs> oh. Hey, Tubes. ridiculous. There's so many things need to be investigated. Right, hey, Tubes. I couldn't get a car park. Tubes, we've got to go. We've got to go. Uh, say, say goodbye to Wayne and Russ for us as well, mate. Crunch time's done. The footy coming up on the other side of this NRL Nation. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91